Hi there, it's Sue, and thanks for joining me for Tips and Talk Day. These are bite-sized topics that I pull from community questions and things that I'm observing in the world of handmade small business. If you'd like to submit a topic, DM me over on Instagram at giftbizunwrapped. Before we get into the show today, I want to make sure that you know about the newest thing happening over here. It's called the Gift Biz Bash, a Zoom party that turns into a podcast episode several weeks later. The party consists of a short training with Q&A from yours truly, and then an opportunity for you to give a shout out about your business. You can tell us about a promotion you currently have going on, or share a collaboration that you're considering so that you can find a perfect partner for the event. A little bit of learning and visibility for your business? What could be better? There is a catch, though. Spots are limited to keep the party to about 45 minutes or so. That means you should grab your spot right away. It's totally free. To make sure you're included, why not do that right now? Pause this episode go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash bash to sign up and then come back and listen to the show. I'll see you at the bash. Are you in control of your business? We're going to get into this so you understand what I'm talking about in a minute, but I want to start the topic in a very special way. Did you listen to my tips and talk episode number 64? It's where I talk about craft show tips you've never heard before. One of my comments is about your response when people say your prices are too high. And the response is, I understand, my products aren't for everyone. This statement about your higher pricing is a common irritant I know. It hits you like a stab in the side and feels very personal. Now, some customers will say this regardless of your price, just to see if they can bargain you down. When you recognize these folks, you can play the game with them. It's all in fun. But don't concede to lowering your prices through pressure. It's the constant complainers or those whose tone is really insulting where this response I stated makes sense. You want to shut the conversation down and move on to those where your time is productive. After the episode aired, I got an email from Robert Sheckler, who makes handmade brooms. You can check out his Instagram account, at Redman Filbert. He offered a very productive ad on this situation. Perfect for the times when you get this comment about high prices, but see some potential with the person voicing the concern. Let me read to you his words specifically. Robert says, I think the first part of the advice, highlighting the value inherent in handmade products is great. And I might further underscore that by talking about the time it takes to make the products, which is something many customers don't understand. And then he goes on to say, most importantly, I would want to end with an open-ended question to keep the conversation going. I might ask where the customer has seen lower prices potentially allowing me to make a direct comparison between my handmade products and what's available at Target. Or I might ask how the customer planned to use my product, potentially allowing me to talk more about its benefits or to do some storytelling. Or 
I might just give them a card and suggest they contact me if they can't stop thinking about the product that they keep coming back to. (laughs) I love this last one. It adds humor and lightness, which keeps the conversation friendly and will probably ease your frustration that you need to have this discussion at all. Remember, your behavior and the tone you bring is very important. In regard to working through the topic of price, showing confidence, responding in an open and friendly way, and letting the final result be what it will be will benefit both you and your customer. Thank you, Robert, for this input. I'm anticipating with the economy as it is right now, we'll see this question come up more and more. Having ready-made responses in your pocket allows you to choose which one fits the situation best, and you're not left scrambling for a response. All this leads into the topic of control and my question. Are you in control of your business? The answer to this, as the owner of your business, is always yes. You are the one at the top, making decisions that affect your outcomes. You're also the one in control if you decide to relinquish control. Let me say that again. You are also the one in control if you decide to relinquish control. And this is something I really want you to get. When inflation is high and people are tighter with their money, you may have the tendency to use that as an excuse for low sales. When you do, you've passed your power off with an excuse that you have no control over. How about instead looking at the situation to see what you can adjust in your business to fit the current economic situation? That could be adjusting product sizes to make the retail price more palatable or investigating sourcing options to get your cost of goods down so you can adjust your price accordingly and still make money. What it is not is dropping your price to try and get the sale at any cost. Then you're dipping into your margins and weakening your business overall. I'm picturing right now an old log cabin where all the wood has rotted out. It's still standing, but it could fall at any minute. Another example where you could possibly hand over control is if you say, eh, Facebook ads just don't work. Hmm, is it that they really don't work or is it that yours aren't working? Keeping ownership of the decision to run ads and test options that lead to positive results is an example of staying in control. So is deciding that you don't want to mess around with them and focusing on other sales-generating activities instead. But complaining about Facebook ads and doing nothing relinquishes your control. One more example. Nobody is buying your newest line of jewelry. You say to yourself, they just don't get how cool this is. That I use material that is so unique and It's the up-and-coming trend. Are you blaming your customer for your results? Ooh, potential truth bomb here. Perhaps you could have prepped them better to understand what new fashions are coming down the pike, showing celebrities sporting the new style, or referencing an article in a fashion guide talking about the trend, or 
Consider if it's even a fit for the customers that you attract. If your current styles are classic and traditional, does this even fit for your brand and will it be received well with your existing customer base? Did you ask them to confirm their interest? It's not their fault if they're not interested. Yes, you're going to do things that don't work. I do it all the time. Testing new ideas, making a move that doesn't result in the response that I knew for sure it would. Being in control doesn't mean you're always right, but it means you take responsibility for all of it, the good, the bad, and what action you take moving forward. You are always the one in control of your business, even if you relinquish it. Acknowledging this can be a game changer. That's a wrap. I'm a get to the point kind of girl. And this is what you can expect from these quick midweek sessions. Now it's your turn. Go out and fulfill that dream of yours. Share your handmade products with us. We want them and they bring us both so much happiness. (laughs) 